You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Morkle. With me, as always, the Gimli and Legolas to my Aragorn, Sean Keller. I cannot keep the distance of the me. And Mike Pareto. Uh, something good. <laughs> I, I I had a space out moment there. I'm sorry. This is a little nonsense. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Since 1974, Fantastic Sam's has been providing high-quality haircuts and styles in over 1,000 locations throughout the country. It was the first nationally franchised unisex salon chain, one who pioneered the concept of a no-appointment walk-in hair salon. But let's face it, it's a little pricey. In these lean economic times, we want to offer our customers a cheaper alternative. Introducing Just OK Sam's Hair Salon. The haircuts you'll get there will be okay. Sure you, <laughs> sure, you could get a better haircut someplace else, but at what cost? At Just OK Sam's, all our cosmetologists are mediocre. But then if they were better, <laughs> then they'd be working somewhere more expensive, wouldn't they? So come on down to Just OK Sam's and get a pretty good haircut. Not the best you've ever had, but also not the worst. Just OK Sam's. We're all right, I guess. The oldest joke in history has to be physical violence of some kind. Of course, yeah. Someone getting hit in the nuts, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> gonk, For sure. gonk hitting Kronk in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Gawk. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, for uh. sure, physical violence. <laughs> still still the, the uh, greatest form of comedy. Some might I guess argue. You, I, I guess you call that slapstick comedy. That's right. But it was called slap rock comedy back then before sticks were invented. It was called punch <laughs> punch rock comedy, I <laughs> right. believe. Grok rock comedy. He was the only stand-up comedian of the time. Grok. <laughs> Grok. And he just, he would assemble a large crowd... And then just beat them up in different ways. And the ones who did not get beat up would laugh. He would call someone up to the stage, and, which, was, which was basically a big, a big flat rock. <laughs> and yes, exactly. It was a big flat rock that was already there. They didn't make it. No, no. Just, it was there. He would call them up to the stage, yes. and they would willingly volunteer themselves, knowing <laughs> that they'd be assaulted. <laughs> Grok's comedy style. Hottest ticket in town. Yeah. And they didn't have anything else to do. They were just going to, like, fight a woolly mammoth or something. What do you think they paid to get in? Four rocks. <laughs> rocks? Four, four I rocks. I was going to say something that at least required a little effort, oh, like, like fur. A, a coconut. Sure, yeah. Coconut. Some fur, yeah. Yeah, like a sharp stick. A stick that was sharp. A, a couple of the women from a different tribe. <laughs> Six, seven women in a bone cage. <laughs> that oh, kind of thing. There's something so funny about a bone cage. It, <laughs> has, the, to be, the visual, it has to be a bone cause cage. Because that's, that's a pretty complex uh, <laughs> structure, you know? <laughs> and you got to get perfectly straight bones. You, know, you need, like, uh, at least a couple of dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, rib bones do a good job. Big, big <laughs> ass dinosaur rib bones. <laughs> Not too big though; they'll slip right through. <laughs> Maybe some saber tooth tiger bones. Can't risk those women getting <laughs> Joe, away. <laughs> Joe, we really need your input on this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're talking about uh, 
bone uh what what bone prisons bone jail well we were we were talking about uh it really was a weird train of thought that we went from <laughs> pre prehistoric comedy shows to how would you pay to get in to with furs with rocks with pointy sticks and then Shaw said something about women, and I said, yes, yeah, six or seven women in bone cages. <laughs> a bone cage, yes. And I was trying to figure out, because that's a sophisticated structure for such primitive uh, people to be building. They'd have to get the perfect um, bones. I would think so. I guess it depends exactly how prehistoric we're talking. Yeah, we're <laughs> think- talking the bone ages. <laughs> 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 just before the Stone Age. Because <laughs> a, a bone cage, the, the if you had, like, the bones of large animals, those would still have to be, like, lashed together with, with ropes of some kind. Right. So they've got they've got weaving technology. They're braiding rope. Perhaps they, they can, can make, use... They uh, can make knots. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's textiles involved, and, you know, that's In any not bone what cage. I associate with cave dwellers. It right. is actually, it is a little bit after the Stone Age, isn't it? It's gotta it's be. Like, uh, if they're making like a bone cage, pre-Iron Age, slightly. Stone, uh, Age, Stone Age is way earlier than that. <laughs> I gotta Google when could people make bone cage? <laughs> bone cage. <laughs> Actually, no. I, Iron Age is way more recent than I thought. It's 500 yeah. BC to 332. Yeah, uh, the the Bronze Age collapsed in the 12th century bc you see i i assumed that the bronze age and I, I apparently it's been a while since i've been to school because bronze is harder than iron isn't it no is well, that how the ages are it's sorted not stronger. it's stronger it's an alloy it's, though it's right super, it's super it's super malleable okay so Wait, iron you... yeah i guess iron you got uh, you, you occasionally have accidental steel in there Sure. You know, if you've got coal-fired forges. And, you know, bronze is partially tin. You want your weapons made out of partial tin, Michael? I don't, personally. Right. I, no, I don't like tin weapons. You've always said that. Not fond of pewter weapons. Very soft. Sure, sure. No, I, I mixed them up. I mixed the Bronze Age and the Iron Age up. But yeah, bronze bron- definitely you, came first. Yeah, even Bronze Age is, is 3000 B.C. I'm I'm wondering here why stone arrow tips were such a thing for so long. Well, rock is pretty plentiful. There's a lot of there's a lot of stone. Native Americans used like obsidian arrow tips and stone arrow tips until like until like now. <laughs> well, obsidian obsidian can get absurdly sharp. It sure can, yes. Dragon glass. Basically, minus the dragon. Unless, yeah, I always got the impression that dragon glass. Well, I guess it's just obsidian made with dragon fire. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just it has it has some kind of magical. It's imbued with magical powers because of the dragon. Yeah, but but uh, there were Valyrian uh, metalsmiths who continued to, to. I thought it was lost. No, they. I mean, like uh, for example, Ned's sword was melted down and reforged by one of the only remaining Valyrian metalsmiths. Oh, I and missed that bit. Yeah, so they can still work it somehow. So they don't actually need Dragonfire to do it. But uh, well, maybe at some point of the original smelting process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who maybe knows how the magic works, Michael? Maybe it is. Maybe it's in the smelting. You're right. Could be. Could be. Yes, whoever smelt it, <laughs> dealt it. Yeah. <laughs> That's way too early for a bell. <laughs> Let's go back well, to the bone be, cages. I, I recently <laughs> figured out that... Uh, we don't need nearly this much time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we, we do need the time, but there's no reason that I can't award bells and just force us to talk about something else. Oh, this is true. It'll, oh, mean, right, it'll right. mean a higher scoring episode and, uh, you know... I'll just let you know when the bell, after the bell, we actually have to move on. But this one, I'm just giving it to Sean because I feel like he killed the the (laughs) momentum there. Do you guys think that, like, hugs and handshakes are going to go away? And, like, high fives? Like, you think people are going to be, like, way more, like, standoffish after all this? I think... For a while. I think it'll be that case uh, with strangers for a very long time. But I don't think that'll be the case with... 
uh, people you are familiar with. I actually I think that's, that's the way it's going to It's go. currently one thing that I'm enjoying is not having to greet anyone in any capacity whatsoever. Sure. Whether you know whether I see family or friends, uh, I, I I don't. There's never there doesn't have to be any effort to hug or shake anyone's hand. Wait, you just nice. you don't even you're enjoying not having to hug your family? Is that what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just let people love you, Mike. <laughs> no, I haven't actually. I haven't actually seen. I haven't actually seen my family in person since this whole thing started. I imagine that would be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I misused the word family there in that I haven't experienced that at all. But but you know I, I friends. Um, you don't like to we, hug your friends. <sighs> <laughs> I I understand what you're saying. You, there's I mean, not, there's Sean, not, you can't have a hug because you should not be traveling. Here's the thing. So we we ended up doing, you know, Easter things with Maria's family. Okay, and. It's usually this big rigmarole of like greeting everybody and making sure you say goodbye to everybody, and that just didn't happen, and it was nice. Yeah, I could see why that's nice. So even though they made the dumb decision of getting everyone together in one place, <laughs> I had no choice. They but were at least to a little smart about it. No, yeah, I, I understand to. that that you you were you had an obligation to your wife, right? I'm still just verbally uh, chastising your your in laws. For their awful decisions. <laughs> Thank you. Because oh. I, my family, we all agreed not to do anything, you know. And you know, uh, yeah, no, totally. I, my niece's fifth birthday was yesterday, and my sister-in-law had to tell her that she wasn't allowed to have a party. That's yeah. tough. That is yeah. tough. Yeah. It. it she, well, I mean. The girl did not take it well, no, as no. you would expect from a five-year-old. Get it? This but, is way harder on kids than it is adult, oh, yeah, adults totally. right now, yeah, especially adults like me who just don't even like to <laughs> go out and do anything anyway. Right? I, this is fine. I, I feel I feel weird having to like just act normal. This is how I normally am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. We, we get it, nothing. Mike. You and I are not having a problem with this. I mean, no, anyway. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I'm still talking about my niece. Uh, so as a, like a, some kind of consolation, my sister-in-law got all the family she could on a zoom call to sing her happy birthday when she was given her cake. That's sweet. That is yeah, nice. It is sweet. Sometimes these things are more meaningful than the original way that we celebrated things or like at work, for example, I'm feeling like way closer to my team now than I was when I was working out of the building because we're doing we're doing more meetings. They're all, you know, they're all uh, web conferences. Uh -huh. So we're all you know video conferences, and, and I feel like I'm communicating more with my team than I did when I was actually going every day to the building. Oh yeah, I think it's great. It's, that makes yeah. perfect sense. It's strange. It's really it's a bizarre. Well, think phenomenon. about it this way: uh, How often did the three of us actually talk to each other audibly before we started doing this show? Yeah, like pretty uh, rarely. Pretty rarely. After the age of 25, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, when we no longer all lived in the same city, and at least in the case of Mike and I, worked in the same building. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's uh, when you're forced into creativity, uh, it often, like you said, Mike, does make something that's better uh, in a lot of ways or more meaningful or more thoughtful, certainly, because you're like, oh, God, I need to... I need to like make this kid's birthday special to them. And before it was like, oh well, I'm gonna get some balloons and her friends will come over and it's gonna be special for her. But you're right. like, oh shit! Now I need to like yeah, really you put, put effort thought into, into it. it. <laughs> it's it's not gonna be yeah, it's gonna be something you know that that, that it's not what the kid's expecting. It's not maybe as good in the traditional sense as the yeah. other traditions. But you're putting more thought into it for sure because you have yeah. to. Yeah. Therefore, is more thoughtful. Therefore, they're really, better. I mean, between that and like, you know, the pollution levels around the globe are going down and and, you know, couples are, are in isolation together and, and bonding. Uh, this this virus thing has been pretty swell. <laughs> I, think, I think there will be uh, I think there will be a, a, a serious uptick in both 
births and divorces as <laughs> a result. Yeah. A often, yeah. yeah they but often no, correlate. There been, there's a lot of positives that have come out of this. If you're looking for a silver lining, there are many silver linings. I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, and uh, Not the least of which being, hey, guess what, everybody? You can uh, work from home. Right. I, just, oh, I hope my employer hears that, that particular message. And people are washing their hands. Yeah, people yeah. who never washed their hands. <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot of people who didn't wash their hands. I you mean, know, the, the greatest you've seen, irony you've seen dudes wander out of the bathroom without washing their hands. I've been dudes wandering out of the bathroom without washing my hands <laughs> yes. for sure. Everyone's done it, but definitely the, while drunk. Right. One of the most frustrating things is the price of gas. Actually, this is probably fine for you, Joe, because you're still commuting. And I know, Sean, you don't really drive that far, but you are commuting a little bit. Uh, unless you do now, do you? Well, I, I'm either, your house I'm either riding my than... bike or driving oh, you're, yeah, you're riding, Yeah, you're riding your bike minutes. now. But the, the price of gas is like as low as it was in 1990. Yeah, it's and very, very inexpensive. And most people just don't have any reason to, to, to fill up. Yeah. So it's kind of... Yeah. Pointless. <laughs> Let's just hope that carries through. Yeah, because that'll happen. Is there a way to... Do you need special equipment to stockpile that shit? Do you, do you need, like, yes. airtight? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there goes that idea. <laughs> <laughs> also, I probably... My wife wouldn't let me fill the entire garage with gasoline, I bet. <laughs> I'd imagine not. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope not. Uh, Sean, I don't know if you knew this, but gasoline is very flammable. What? <laughs> technically, it's technically Michael, dangerous. it's combustible. It is combustible, mm. yes. The vapors are combustible. Right. They, ca- they cause explosions. Right, explosions. Yeah. Mm, yes, yes. You know what? I'm giving myself a bell for that interruption because I just derailed the fuck out of that. <laughs> I've been so dedicated... Uh, to, to social distancing I did not go to church For Easter this year Or the past 25 <laughs> years That's how dedicated I've been Have you really not been to church For Easter in 25 years? Uh, no, it's only been probably like 20 <laughs> I haven't been I, specifically on Easter Since Probably 2000 2001 yeah i have basically always been in a situation where somebody important to me needs to go to church for easter i i this is the first year i've missed easter in decades do they have like a bunny nativity pageant (laughs) (laughs) no the bunny the bunny doesn't appear in the bible (laughs) yeah they're not big on the on the bunny is the bunny new testament (laughs) yes Yes, it is, Sean. Actually, uh, if you're curious, Sean, uh, the bunny is related to the original Easter. Uh, Easter was actually, or or Yoster, was a pagan goddess, uh, a fertility goddess, who whose feast was around the time that we're all celebrating Easter. And you know, some of the symbols of her and her feast day included, you know, little baby chicks and bunnies and eggs. So all of that just got co-opted by the Catholic Church when they were trying to convert pagans. They're like, oh, we have a holiday like that. This is when Jesus rose. It's Easter. So many of our religious holidays are barred from pagan holidays. Like, oh, well, most of the traditions. Christmas trees. Was, was Halloween done like as a fuck you to pagans? Like Was that like a pagan thing and, and then... Like, everyone was like, let's make it fun and silly so that it's not important and serious anymore. Actually, Halloween is probably the closest to the original pagan holiday, I'm just, I would guess. As I understand it, it originated with Celts who would carve faces into gourds, kind of like a jack-o'-lantern. Good gourd, y'all. It hasn't changed very much. I've done some reading on it. Yeah, they did that to ward off... uh, Spirits, and I believe the holiday was called Sam Hain. And they would still they would wear disguises and stuff, right? I think at least, maybe not like originally, but certainly uh, it's been ha- it's been going on for a long time, hundreds of years. I think so. At some point, I, I mean, what the fuck do I know? 
Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Halloween actually, was originally celebrated in bone cages, I believe. Bone cages. Mm, yes. Cages made of bone. Sorry, Mike, you were going to say something? <laughs> no, I just, I, I've noticed that a lot of the holidays that we celebrate in the United States, um, you know, with particular emphasis, like, like Christmas, for example, um, are not celebrated to the, with the same enthusiasm in other countries, especially Europe. Uh, but I think I think Halloween is actually still kind of it, it came from Ireland, I believe here. It did, but we kind of made Halloween our own thing, and now it's we're sort of exporting our way of doing it back out to the rest of the world. Yeah, I guess that's true with with a lot of our holiday sure. celebrations. Yeah, I I just I don't think anybody does holidays like we do. You know, uh, I'll tell you what. Least, certainly, I, I, certainly Christian, not the Christian same holidays. Ones. Yeah. I'll tell you what holidays yeah, Europe does not celebrate is uh, the 4th of July. Mm, yeah, no, they Pro- don't. Probably not Thanksgiving. keen on that one. <laughs> Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, So were no, there, were so there like, no Native Americans in... I guess there were. They were, they were only in uh, America, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I was trying what? To, I, well, I was trying to... What you, what'd you have in South America? I guess those were still... Native Americans, but yeah. were they like Mayans, though? There's a distinction there. Or are those two separate groups? No, they would still be considered Native Americans. I, I don't, sure. I mean, I mean, that's it's, an, over, it's a that's very an broad, overarching title. Yeah, it's a very broad uh, generalization. The like, term Native American would have included hundreds of tribes originally. Native Americans like the genus. I, I would say that most... <laughs> no, their genus is still homo, Sean. <laughs> Homo sapien. I would probably guess, like every other culture in the world, that they prefer to be referred to by their tribe. Right. But Just I don't guessing. know all those names. And I didn't call them well, Indians. Fortunately for you, <laughs> most of them are dead. <laughs> thanks, our families. Thanks, thanks, Europe. <laughs> this would be a great time for like a really somber public service announcement. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when the European settlers came to America, they brought with them disease and also Christianity, but mostly disease. And the disease wiped out over 90% of the Native Americans that lived in North America. And then we murdered the rest. With guns that we brought. (laughs) Lots of guns. So when you dig into that Thanksgiving turkey, remember... You're descended from absolute shitholes. <laughs> Your ancestors are piles of human garbage. <laughs> are murderers. <laughs> murderers. Who used to put people in bone cages. That's right. <laughs> they'd sell, sell the women from the other tribes, and they'd put them in bone cages and, and then murder Native Americans. <laughs> I mean, everything you said was true except for the bone cages. <laughs> That's the only part I want to be true. <laughs> the rest of it's horrible. Yes. Yes, it is. But who doesn't like a good bone cage? <laughs> I don't think I'd want to be in a bone cage. I think you could right. probably I would be break okay. through I would be okay cage. if it's just called the bone cage, but it's not actually made out of bone. <laughs> it's a that's just the, that's just it's called that because of what transpires inside. Oh, I think it's yeah. a gay I think it's a gay club called the Bone Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great name, yeah. <laughs> it's a great name. And every all the servers are dressed like Bam Bam and Pebbles from the Flintstones. <laughs> they've all got yeah, like, they've got saber they've got, tooth. <laughs> They've got caged dancers, but they're in yeah, bone cages. Exactly. Yeah. And they're all wearing loincloths and carrying big clubs and shit. <laughs> I like a theme bar. I might still go. <laughs> the bone cage. <laughs> That's got a good chance of working out. As soon as this as soon as this whole thing blows over. Yeah, once you can go to bars again, we'll open the bone cage. Oh man. We'll make a mint. <laughs> We've got that much time to plan it. It's the first gay bar founded entirely by straight men. 
I guarantee that's not true. That's not true. No way. Yeah. No. Because yeah. there's going to be some people who did it just to make money. We're not just the owners. Like most of them. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. also patrons Probably. of the Bone Cage. <laughs> the Bone Cage. Uh, oh, good times, guys. At the Bone Cage. I just can't stop imagining the Bone Cage now. We gotta make this happen. Can we? Can we start that Patreon now? I mean, we're gonna need more than a Patreon. We're gonna need to kickstart the Bone Cage. <laughs> that's the first time anyone said kickstart the Bone Cage. I guarantee it that's not true. No, it has to be. It it's has gotta to be. be. That's the first time in the history of the universe <laughs> the that, that the sentence has been uttered. We must kickstart the Bone Cage. Well, at least we know what this episode is called. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> now we're moving on. Kickstart the Bone Cage. This week for our segment, we're going to Sean. Sean, you want to tease what you got for us? Yeah, guys, I uh, I have some, some would-you-rathers. Ooh, I love would-you-rathers. I hate them. And I have <laughs> I, I have a hypothetical that may be the most disturbing one I've ever thought of. Love it. <laughs> well, which Mike. is it? Hypotheticals or would-you-rathers? It's a bunch of would-you-rathers and then one really awful hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Mike, what is all of that brought to us by? Are you into alternative medicine? You've no doubt heard of the art of Reiki, where someone heals you by just barely not touching you at all. You've heard of acupuncture, you know, where they stick really long needles into your body and you're healed. There's also that one thing where they put rocks on you. There's that one where they ring these metal bowl gong things. All great stuff. But now, there's blah 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 blimity derpty turkey lubles. <laughs> Yep, it's the latest thing in alternative healing techniques. Developed by some Indian dude with a long-ass white beard who lives on top of a mountain. It's basically... It's... It's... It's where a person puts... There there are oils involved. And candles. It's hard to explain. But a guy who had terminal cancer did it. And now everyone's doing it. That guy died, but maybe you won't. So, blah, 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 blibbity, bloobity, goobles. Gwyneth Paltrow already tried it for sure. Contact a local healer today. Back to you, Sean. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I can't wait to try whatever that was. Blah, 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 <laughs> doobity, right. blah, blah, Of course, of course. Goobles. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I have some would you rather's here. Some of them, real, real quick. I recently found out that all of that shit on on Goop. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't pick any of that, and it's not her company. Okay, She's just the my face? mind is blown now. I don't know. Right? She just what? Well, she's an investor? No, they they hired her to be like the face and and basically treat the company as if it's hers and be the, the face of that company and the spokesperson for that company, but it's not her company. Yeah, I don't, know if that's, I don't know if that's better or worse, but uh, yeah. could be could be the same. I think it's equally bad. Yeah. But well, speak- I, that's, what I, that's what I heard earlier this week, and yeah, my mind was blown as well. Like, Goop, Goop is in Gwyneth's? What? That is fucked up. Well, speaking of what's better or worse, I've got some would-you-rathers. <laughs> nice, nice transition. <laughs> That's a some, solid segue. Uh, so, some of them are more innocent than others. Uh, so I'll just go on down here and see how we do. Uh, guys, right now, would you rather die right now or... <laughs> or... Whatever the alternative is, that's happening. <laughs> or one million random people in the United States die right now. Huh. Does that one million include me? It does not. Good question. But it could include, yeah. you know, your closest loved ones, for instance. 
There are 350 million people in the United States. I like those odds. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, knowing that it's just entirely my fault that a million people died, I just can't possibly do that. I would probably just have to die. I'm sorry. I'm going to kill them. I'm with Joe. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I, it's what, point, point three percent Yeah, uh, basically. 028 yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. It's a it's about they're a gonna million. Die. <laughs> it's about a million people because that's what the question was. Yeah, it's actually precisely <laughs> one million people. <laughs> but yeah, that's it is risky because uh, yeah, I I just it's man. almost uh, I I would probably justify it by saying I am saving a million lives by dying, which is pretty rare. True. That's true. You're also, yeah. but uh, you won't get to enjoy that knowledge because you'll be dead, <laughs> and all of your friends and loved ones will be uh, really, really sad, and they'll be alive for a while. <laughs> all right, next one. Would you rather be transported into a high fantasy world or a futuristic cyberpunk world? Ooh, cyberpunk is usually dystopian. So yeah, it's a little, it's a little grim. Um, it is, but it's in the future versus, yeah. versus a fantasy world where you've got magic and elves it's, and dragons. So it's fantasy for sure versus dystopian future. Cyberpunk though. So, I mean, there's like, yeah, but cy- cyberpunk cool is usually like in real life, that would be pretty, we're talking like, pretty uh, grim. all yeah. cyberpunk fiction that currently exists is a horrible future. Yes. That setting, that setting just carries with it the connotation of being an awful time True. for those people. It's but very, you can also it's very like, interesting in terms of, uh, you know, if you're a gamer, you know, it's an right. interesting, oh, yeah, it's it's an interesting setting. In. Yeah, it's a great setting. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Cyberpunk's 2077. Yes. But I don't want to live in it. Oh, yeah, well, I, I would choose fantasy 100%. Totally. Wow, yeah. see, I'm, I'm more torn than you guys because I know that, like, you know, if, if I, like... I'm gonna get close to dying in a cyberpunk world. There's all sorts of augmentations and uh, you know prosthetics and shit that you know I can yeah, use. But Whereas if I'm just yeah, a nobody, a you setting, have to be in a fantasy setting. Be, you could see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a nobody for long. I would learn magic, Sean. Well, w- I would, would you though? Magic. That's not part but of also, the question. But also, in in a cyberpunk yes, setting, in a cyberpunk setting, you you have you have to have money. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Most of the people in that universe aren't the people you're playing in video games. They're just poor people dying. NPCs. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. fantasy, I mean, fantasy's fantasy, so you can kind of make it whatever you want. Okay, well then, yeah, I'll go fantasy then. That's the correct (laughs) answer. All right, guys, this one's a little tougher. Bestiality or necrophilia? The, the, (laughs) the, The animal is a possum... The person has been dead for approximately one year. That's horrible. Necrophilia. I would say <laughs> Joe, necrophilia too. I would say, I would say necrophilia also. Yeah, oh my I, gosh! I, I don't even that's have to not going to happen. Like, Wait, come on. what? How are you guys so quickly going to necrophilia? I'm not going to fuck a possum. But you're going to fuck a dead person or like a rotting, Bef- decomposing before, before only a because you're making me choose, Sean. <laughs> only because you're making me choose. But first of all, is it you fuck a possum? That thing's dead, man. You're gonna kill that thing. That's horrible. <laughs> Good God. How big is your dick, Mike? Jesus. <laughs> the possums are pretty big. Any, any human dick is gonna kill a possum, right? I mean, come on. I don't think that's true. I think we have a new title for the episode, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> possums are not that big, by the way. They're they're like they're like five pounds. What? Come Get on, out of the here. possums I've seen are pretty beefy. They're bigger they're than like, five. They're pounds. like a large cat. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. So but like some five of these pounds. possums can be like fourteen pounds. A possum? Really? Yes. Good God. Okay, I, I've seen a lot of possums in my life. I, I maybe maybe ten pounds. <laughs> Either way, I that has either way. That's actually go only person. tangentially related to why I wouldn't fuck a possum. <laughs> well, what's the other reason? <laughs> well, because it's a fucking animal. You know, I. <laughs> I there's not there's not much glamorous about having sex with a dead body, but at least it's at least it's not a live animal that's aware of so what you're doing. Just, to it. just so we we're all on the same page, uh, I googled the average weight of a possum, 
and they it depends there's a lot of subspecies and they sure. can be as small as an ounce <laughs> or weigh as much as 14 pounds yeah, yeah. well what about well, these the typical what north american opossum? we're gonna no we're gonna assume a 14 pounder uh, it's still gonna die i mean well again so is how big is your skeleton dick? that you're having sex with <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dead already it's dead already <laughs> So you don't want to take, you'd rather defile some family members, you know, someone's daughter who died in a horrible car accident, and you're going to do that to her grave and her memory instead of taking the life of a 10-pound an inanimate object. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to care, Sean. I know she won't. I'm saying when Mike well, shows up in the news. The family. <laughs> How right. often do necrophiliacs tell the families of the people... All right, it's, gonna, not like, it's not like you fuck her corpse and then ring the family and go, oh my god, I just met your daughter. What a lovely soul she probably had. I'm going to go... so hot. I'm going to go necrophilia as well. Uh, but if, you, if, I, if I had picked a sexier animal, it might have been more difficult. It, not for me. <laughs> you could have picked any animal. Lola and I bunny. Still <laughs> not a real animal. A little callback <laughs> there. Would you uh, would you rather always speak whatever you're thinking out loud, or never be able to speak or write? So basically, it's I, really hard to I communicate. Almost, I almost say whatever I'm thinking now, so I, that's the safer route for me. But I it's would, not like you can select it. It's just any, I, yeah, anytime it pops in your head. I think you would get used to it and train yourself. I would go with that as well, rather than never being able to communicate. You can never yeah, you can just, never play poker again. I don't play poker now. Well, you could also never do it again. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, if you could you could live an existence entirely on the internet where you speak to people and just mute yourself when you say something you don't want to. True. You could still have social experiences that way, you know. That is true. If you can't somehow train yourself, would you rather talk to everyone as if you were two years old or always talk in the third person? Always talk in the third person. You'd sound like a douche, but you would be able to speak intelligently otherwise and communicate complex ideas. Yeah, you, would so you wouldn't sound like you had a horrible mental handicap. Uh, you would just sound like a crazy person, slightly. Well, we really don't have very much dissent so far. I got to get to something tougher here. Joe would, agrees. This has been very easy. <clears throat> would you rather run 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles per hour? Fly at 10 miles per hour. Absolutely fly at 10 miles per hour. Why? <laughs> because you're because flying. Because moving three-dimensionally <laughs> is more useful yes. than moving on one plane at the same speed as fast cars go. Yeah, we can already do that with a car. Now, if you said it was like the Flash, if I was reaching like super luminal speeds, I would go that route. But only 100 miles per hour? Also, fuck off. 10 miles per hour is pretty fast. Like, as the crow flies. And again, you're flying. So Yeah, I would fly, I would fly 10 miles per hour faster than every other human I would, on Earth. I would commute to work in almost the same exact amount of time just by flying there. Direct path. Even if I could only go 10 miles per hour. <laughs> the whole time. No traffic. It's directly there. If I go directly to my work, it's like six miles away. 10 miles per hour, like 25 minutes. Plus you're flying. You know? <laughs> Plus you are flying. You're not exerting no, no red lights. yourself, I guess. Yes. Also, just... six is more than half of ten, so it's not 25 minutes. It's like 33 minutes, 35 minutes. But still, right. it's pretty close. All right. All right. For Would the you... record, Sean, these are very easy. <laughs> All right. Except for the possum necrophilia one. That was really no, easy. No, that was super easy. <laughs> All right. Uh... You have to have sex. Well, hang on. Let me save that one. Yes. <laughs> um, a five-year-old and a 25-year-old switch bodies, and you have to have sex with one of them. Oh, my this God. Is the same, this, Sean, this is the same as the mother significant other question. No, it's not. It kind, it, yes, it, it is. Kind those, of those is. are both adults. 
and the answer and and the answer is my answer is going to be kind of along the same lines. I'm not going to have sex with whoever has the mentality of the five year old. Yeah, because you're that's you're harming you're that doing, person. That, yes, it's yes, you're, you're doing damage you're, to yourself. You're that person. You're, you're only doing damage to yourself by I mean, mental damage to yourself by correct having sex with the body of a five year old as opposed to the brain of a five year old, which would do damage exactly. to that person. Okay. I, I don't want to hurt the kid. So all you do is you fuck the five-year-old body, pretend it's a little person. <laughs> you just pretend it's like a, a you're, you pretend you're in Middle Earth and it's a dwarf and you get it done and then you go about the rest of your day. <laughs> but you I might kill it. Up- <laughs> oh, God. All right. But at least you're killing a 25-year-old. <laughs> Correct. Would you rather have no knees or no elbows? Knees. No knees? No knees. Why such a fast answer? Hang on a second. Okay, I, I have to... I gotta ask a follow-up question. If you have <laughs> if you have no knees or no elbows, that just means that it's just like a straight... It's like yes. a straight bone <laughs> yes. all the way down. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no knees. I'd walk like Tin Man and at least be able to drink a soda. Yeah. You could drink a soda, you could feed yourself. You could never you could use your computer the same way you do already. You could never go up and down stairs. You could. You just have to go like you, you <laughs> sure, really have I'm to walk. Three hundred pounds. I don't like doing that now. <laughs> I mean you know, you'd you'd walk you'd walk like a like a toy soldier, but like C three PO. Yes, but you could at least do things with your hands. I'd get handicapped parking, which is pretty sweet. You wouldn't be able to drive a car. <laughs> of course, I, I mean, my ankle still works. You put the seat all the way back and then tilt the foot at the ankle. That's, you can drive a car. They have, they have custom... Uh, they do. They have hand-operated cars. Hand brakes. Right. And hand accelerators and stuff, yeah. Well, you guys could never play basketball again. God forbid. When do you think yeah. the last time I played basketball is, <laughs> Wait, Sean? Mike runs 500 miles a week. He's burning through tennis shoes not, like every not two without, days. Not without knees, he won't be. <laughs> I would still, I'd still take, I'd still take the uh, no knees. All right, I'm gonna go no knees too, but just because. <laughs> I'm pretty I also sure like that we knees. all had the same answer on every single one of these. Yeah, questions. I'm bringing this so that I can end the easiest round of would you rather's that has ever been created. <laughs> All right, maybe that'll be the last time we do Would You Rathers. Oh, God, no. I I (laughs) love writing those. For this week's game, we're going to Mike. Mike, what have you got for us? Well, uh, as Sean has become somewhat more interested in Star Trek lately as a result of the Picard show, I decided I would do a Picard trivia game. Oh no! Okay. (laughs) Specifically, it's not it's not Picard the show only. It's Picard the character. Ooh. So okay. So Joe, who is this Picard game brought to us by? So far, there have been just over one hundred and eighty-seven thousand deaths attributed to the novel coronavirus. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) And that number grows with each hour. That means low, low prices on human meat. <laughs> Eat it up. Cheap human meat. <laughs> it tastes kind of like pork. You cannot beat these savings on human meat. <laughs> Wash your hands thoroughly after handling raw human meat and always cook it to an internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit to ensure you've killed off the virus that killed off tonight's dinner. <laughs> It's for people. It's of people. It's human meat. (laughs) Back to you, Mike. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Sean, you you thought that Joe would have a hard time choosing necrophilia (laughs) over bestiality. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I had no reason to to be concerned. All right, so this is a pretty simple trivia game. I, I, rather than do a buzz in, I'm just gonna alternate uh, between you. Okay. I have a total of I have a total of 14 questions. Each question has a bonus question. Uh, if Ooh. you if you get the initial question correct, you have a chance to answer the bonus question for 
two points. The initial question is worth one point. Okay. Is there stealing? Now there is. There is stealing if if the if if you fail to answer. First question is answered wrong. If you, yes, if you fail to answer the initial question correctly, then uh, the the other person can steal. Okay. And thus have access to the bonus question. All right. So I'm gonna right. I'm gonna flip a coin to decide who goes first. I'm gonna have uh, uh, Joe. Why don't you call it in the air, flipping? Tails. Okay, and it is tails. So I assume you want to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Uh, I, I will. I'll, I'll preface this by saying that these are wildly difficult in terms of their difficulty level. <laughs> w- wildly different. That, it, that makes it the most. Yeah. That makes it. Oh, that wildly makes it the most different. fair. Wildly different in their difficulties. Uh, but the the bonus question tends to be more difficult. First question. In what country was Jean-Luc Picard born? France. That is correct. The bonus question, in what town? Mm, nope, don't have it. The answer is Le Bar. Mm. Le Bar, France. Yeah, I was never going to get there. Yeah, the, bo- the, bo- the bonus questions familiar. can be quite difficult. Sean, what family yeah. business does Picard inherit? A vineyard. That is correct. And the bonus question, what is the name of the estate? Oh man, uh, Chateau Picard. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Sean. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. So that's that's uh, three to one currently, Sean. Joe, what is the name of Jean-Luc Picard's favorite fictional private investigator? That would be Dixon Hill. <laughs> That is correct. Dixon Hill. And the bonus question, from what city did he hail? Ooh, um, Detroit? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. It was San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. Sean, what alien species does Jean-Luc Picard encounter and the audience for the very first time in the Next Generation episode Q-Who? Oh, um, shh. God damn it. This is a particularly difficult group of questions here, this one. No, I... Uh, God damn it, I knew this. I, it's just not coming to me right now. Um, the something. Take a wild <laughs> guess. Just take a wild guess. Alien species. Star Trek. Yeah. The Q. It's not... I just can't remember. I would like to steal. Yeah. Damn. All right, Joe. The Borg. That is what? correct. Yes, it is the Borg. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, what Q's race was. No, Q flung the Enterprise into the Delta Quadrant to encounter uh, the Borg. That's correct. My bad. My and bad. Jean-Luc Picard actually encounters the Q in the very first episode of The Next Generation. Encounter at Farpoint. Mm. Uh, the bonus question for Joe, since you got this correct, how far away does Q transport the Enterprise? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> the answer is 7,000 light years. Oof. Okay. So we're actually tied three to three, but the next question is Joe's. What is Jean Luc Picard's Borg name? Locutus. Yes. That is correct. And who first recognizes the assimilated Picard on the Borg cube? Oh, man. Um, the Forge? I'm sorry. It was Doctor Beverly Crusher. Okay, Doctor Crusher. It's been a while since. No, that's a really that's a very difficult follow up question. Sean, what is the name of the archaeologist who steals Jean Luc Picard's heart? Oh God, the archaeologist steals Jean Luc Picard's heart. Yes, in the episode, the Captain's Holiday. Uh, I'm just going to string together a couple of names. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Diane Burlington. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> no, it's not. it's not. Joe? I moved to steal. Uh, yeah, that was Vash. Correct, Vash. Well, that's not even one name. And for the bonus question, what is the name of the weapon they seek to find? I was hoping it was going to be a question about Risa and not, like, what they were doing, because I don't remember the name of the weapon. That was the Toxutat. The Toxutat. 
Die Taxutat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was never going <laughs> to give that. Joe, what is the name of the android girl Picard seeks to rescue from the artifact? Soji. That is correct. And the bonus question: Soji has a twin sister and two other android sisters. Name any two. Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail. Two, huh? Well, one was Dodge. That is correct. Dodge. And nope. Ah, yes. The other two were Sutra and Janna. Hmm. Sean. Yeah. Which of Picard's organs is artificial? Which of Picard's organs is artificial? I'll give you a hint, Sean. It's not his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That works quite well. Well, I mean, are we talking, like, right now, Picard? Because I would argue that all of his organs are artificial. I would probably take that answer as correct, because I didn't consider it. Well, then I'll give that answer. <laughs> but I think I think that... Uh, you need one the, organ? The an- no, I, I'll take it, like I said. The, the answer I was going for was his heart. Mm. Okay? Uh, this is referenced in the episode... Uh, Tapestry, I believe, first. It may not have first been referenced there, but the follow-up question certainly does reference the episode Tapestry. Why did Picard have an artificial heart, John? Because because he was shot in his heart. Shot through the heart! Close. He, he, was, he was impaled through the chest mm, by impaled. a Nausicaan dagger. Damn. That was my second guess, was impaled in the chest by a Nausicaan dagger. Well, it was through the back, actually. That was my third guess. (laughs) All right, so Joe is six, Sean four. Uh, Joe, what recurring character first prompted Picard to perform his now famous facepalm? Oh, Joe was dropped from the call. (laughs) I just saw that. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Well, he had no chance of uh, stealing that anyway, so we're good. All right, so uh, Joe, you missed it, but uh, Sean didn't. He, he I swept the whole game. <laughs> the, qu- the question. Congratulations. The, the question was which of Picard's organs is artificial, and he he said something I didn't think of, which was that his entire body is now artificial, which is true. <laughs> that, that is technically yeah, true. Now. So so I gave him the point. So we're, you're looking yeah. at a score of uh, of six to four. And you were, of course, looking for the answer of heart. That is, right. that is correct. He did not get the bonus question correct, which was, why does he have an artificial heart? Because he was stabbed in the heart at a bar by an angry Nazi. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but the next question does go to you, Joe. We only have a, f- a few more here. Uh 25 or so more questions. Uh, <laughs> Joe, what recurring character first prompts Picard to perform his now famous face palm? Yeah, so there's a meme of Picard where he's like, he's, you know, he's, he's doing the face palm. Oh. Do you remember when and why he first did the face palm? Who was it that prompted him to do that? I mean, I don't know for sure, but I just assume it's Wesley. That's a good guess. It's not, though. It was Q. I was oh, I'm sorry. I I'd like to steal. I couldn't let you steal. <laughs> I was going to say Q, but that's okay. All right, I'll give it to you then. That's just the only other person who's recurring that I know I'll, of. I'll, I'll take you at your word. <laughs> if, but let's see if you can answer the bonus question. I sure can't. What is it? It's a, this is actually, this is actually the, I think, the easiest bonus question, so we'll see. Q usually appears to Picard and the Enterprise crew wearing what? Oh, my God. Wearing... What? Wearing what? Uh, uh, Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Where? I know he's in like that big ass fucking <laughs> chair and he's got a bunch of medieval peasants yelling and shit in a courtroom. When the, when that he, was Encounter at Farpoint and they weren't medieval. It was from, I think, the 22nd century. That's right. And also in All Good Things, I believe. What is he wearing? Uh, I was going to... Uh, 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 velvet cloak. 
he wears a captain's uniform, a Starfleet captain's he wear, uniform. He wears a Starfleet captain's uniform. That is correct. Well, there you go. Uh, Sean, what was the name of the man whose identity Picard assumed in the Next Generation episode, The Inner Light? Uh, you got to watch more Next Generation, Sean. Gotta, I do. I you got to get on that, man. It's such a good show. It's worth it. I'm going to say... Ferk Durgens. <laughs> oh, man, you're so close. <laughs> the first name was correct. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to steal Joe? Yeah, his name was Galen. It's Galen Urso? It's, it's close. It's actually Cayman. Oh, like the Isles. Oh, Galen, Galen was the name he took when he uh, was pretending to be a smuggler. That's right. In that uh, two-parter. In that two-parter, yeah. Yes, yeah, but I I'm afraid I'm afraid neither of you ends up getting a point for that one. The bonus question, I'll just read it, was, who was Cayman's best friend? The answer, of course, obviously. Burke Durgens. <laughs> Bataille, Bataille. Uh, ah. Joe, what card game does the real Picard resist playing until the finale? Poker. That's correct. That is correct. And the bonus question, why did I say the real Picard? Ooh. Oh, because uh, there's another timeline. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The correct answer is because in the Next Generation, uh, the Next Generation episode of Allegiance, an imposter Picard sits down at the poker table. Oh, God. Man, you really went all out for uh, <laughs> these bonus questions. I did. All right, Sean. Uh, how many lights? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. All right, hang on. There are four lights. That's correct. There are four <laughs> lights. There are four lights. <laughs> now for the bonus question. Yeah, but how many lights were there really? <laughs> Two. I'm sorry. The correct answer is five. There are five uh. lights. All right. Now the final question. Let me let me tally up the score here real quick before we do that. Wait, maybe I'm misremembering that episode, Mike. But I thought they wanted him to say there were five, but there were four. And then at the end, he says, "Oh yes." Truth be told, at the end, I'm sorry. I you're, I saw five. You're right. I completely missed that. I completely missed that. Uh, <laughs> so I get twenty bonus. No, points. I, <laughs> no. I don't know. I I totally misremembered that. You're right. Fortunately, it didn't matter because there certainly weren't two. So yeah. <laughs> there were at least two. The score is currently. I I was I was proud of you for asking how many lights were there actually when the answer was again going. To uh, be yeah. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked that it's a up. Trick is a genius I trick. About it too, uh, all right, Joe. Yeah, you're currently winning seven to six. So, am I? Yes, unless okay. unless you get this incorrect, you're going to win a close game. This is the final question. What beverage helped Jean-Luc sleep? Well, wait, Joe went first, so shouldn't I get a question after this? I did go first. I said, that, well, there are fourteen, so yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll split. Tell you what, I'll I'll split this into two questions, both worth. <laughs> that's not going to work. Why don't I just tell you the name of the no, movie no, you'd like to see? <laughs> just, just give this one to Sean. It's fine. No, don't do it. What is the question? Give it to Joe. No, there has to be something I'm missing. Hold on. Or do you not want this question because you don't know the answer, I, Sean? I, I, I don't remember what the question was. What is the question? Uh, just give me one second. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I fucked this up because it should be seven each. Maybe maybe in the stealing process. Oh yeah, no, I, I did, I did miss the question. So yeah, you'll get one more question, Sean. Okay. All right. So Joe, what beverage helped John Luke sleep? The only thing I've ever seen him drink outside of the vineyard vineyard is Earl Grey hot. He the only thing. He did. Uh, that was his beverage of choice. Sean, would you like to steal? Milk. Can you be more specific? Warm milk. Excellent. Yes, warm milk is correct. Well, it certainly makes more sense because you know, Earl Grey has caffeine. Right. And for the bonus question, whose recipe was it? His mother's. Oh, my. His mother's milk recipe. 
His mother's warm milk. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is not correct. Oh, no. It was Aunt Adele's. Oh. Aunt Adele's. Damn. I thought you told us one day over Gchat that he had, like, his mother's warm milk recipe or something. I was like, what? Or maybe it was on this podcast we I, talked I think, about it. I think, I think we're glossing over the fact that Adele was Picard's aunt. That's right, yeah. She lived to be a very long, or she lived a very long life, Adele. As well she should. If anyone deserves immortality, yeah. it's Adele. Mm. All right, so this is, this is officially the final question. It's actually tied at seven, which is perfect. From, from the episode I referenced earlier... The one. Sorry, from the episode uh, The Inner Light that I referenced earlier. Uh, what ancient alien instrument does Picard master? <sighs> what alien, ancient alien instrument? Yes. Man, Joe is so going to steal this. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's on the tip of Joe's tongue right now, so... Uh, oh man I'm gonna say the harmonica <laughs> The ancient <laughs> alien harmonica Is incorrect Oh man Joe um, it, it's, it's a flute It's Cayman's flute That is correct, yes Ooh I would Wait, have also... so harmonica was ridiculous But a flute <laughs> That's also an earth instrument. <laughs> it is. It it's technically a it's technically a Resican flute, but that was not part of the answer. Right, right. Uh so for the bonus question, you I you just won by answering that question correctly, but I'll ask you the bonus question anyway. What was the name? Yeah. That's a lot of questions from this episode. What was the, It's a great episode. It was. It's a very important episode for Jean-Luc. What was the name of Cayman's wife? Jesus. Um, okay. Jesus is not correct. Um, Burke. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a vowel sound. It, it, <laughs> it's either. It's either Eileen or Eline. I would take both answers because it's Eileen. Ooh. But it's spelled like Eline. Is it? Yes. E L I N E. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well done, Joe. So with the bonus answer. You ended up with 10 points, and Sean, you have seven. So Joe is today's winner. Congratulations, Joe. You get a negative point. That was was an excellent game. I'm I'm very happy that uh, Sean's Star Trek knowledge is reaching a point where he's a serious competitor. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of you, Sean. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I I acquired seven more points than I thought I would when Mike announced what the game was. (laughs) Prior to Picard, you you have achieved seven more points than like previous Sean would have done. No, for sure. Like it's weird. Yeah. Over the course of this podcast, I remember in one of our first episodes when when you and I were together, Joe, in uh, in Cincinnati or Indianapolis or wherever the hell we were. Yeah, the the first drunk cast. Yes, it was like episode two. I remember shitting on Star Trek so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, I really am such a big fan right now. I'm really digging that's, discovery. That's the and, secret uh, of this, sh- this. That's the secret of this show. It's really just been about you growing <laughs> up as a sci-fi fan, and uh, just coming into your own with Star Trek. And that's it. That's the the real friends are the ones we made along the way, in space. <laughs> There's no bell for the end of the game. I just felt like punctuating that note. Yes. Okay, that is the end of our episode, and with a score of two, Sean is this week's loser. Oh, no. The game decided which one of us was going to lose, Sean. It was going to be you or me, because <laughs> we both had two. Oh, well. <laughs> yep. I am, and have been, and shall hopefully continue to be Joe Morical. I'm Sean, and I like Star Trek now. And I'm Mike, and I still like Star Trek. (laughs) Have a great week. Wow, what a bunch of fucking nerds. (laughs) (laughs) A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. 
All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? Nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom, and you could be jolly. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. The bone cage. <laughs> <laughs>